You're listening to DraftKings Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's the Cooligans, stupid. Yo, what's good, everyone? Uh, look at this. Look, uh, it's not Alexis next to me. It's a different... Uh, not a bearded man, but a mustache, a mustachioed man. Tom, uh, what's up, man? How are you doing? Different tracksuit too. That's what I thought you were gonna go for. It so like it looks like a little bigger jacket. Maybe I took uh, one from Alexis. I replace one jersey dude <laughs> for another. Fill in the quota, baby. <laughs> um, NJ, when we talk about MLS US national team quota, the NJ quota is the only thing I want to hear about. Okay, look, this is there's something uh, I don't know what if if there's a. The show can't be done without somebody from Jersey representing New Jersey for whatever reason. And I don't exactly know why. I don't know why. It's overrepresented in American soccer. This, I don't know what is it. I don't know what's in the water. Uh, I don't know. It, it makes no sense, but for whatever reason. But I'm happy you're here, Tom. Over, overrepresented and over annoying. I'll, I'll admit that. So we're loud, too. So it, it amplifies everything that we They got. brag about it all the time. <laughs> um, no, dude. Uh, thanks for, uh, for joining us. Yeah, we're, uh, we're recording the Cool Against podcast, if anybody is uh, not aware. We're live here on YouTube. Eric Keating says, you're okay. <laughs> yeah. Look at that. Um, so, yes, Alexis is currently in London. Um, he is uh, shaking hands. Uh, kissing British babies. <laughs> um, uh, he went to the North London Derby. Yeah. Oh, what you? What's your prem team? Liverpool. Liverpool. Oh, that's right. I didn't know that. Okay, okay. Uh, and of course, I brought Liverpool <laughs> fan while, when I'm the Everton the uh, <laughs> supporter. Um, and I check out our interview with Tom Davies that uh, was uh, just released uh, today. If you're listening to this yesterday, um, uh, have you been to Anfield? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I studied abroad when I was in college, and it's weird that it only took me three minutes to bring this up on the show because whoever studies abroad, they, they love telling <laughs> you that they studied abroad. But I was in London, and man, anytime I could get a, a game ticket to Liverpool, I would take the train up and figure it out. Stay in a hostel. I had family friends that are in Liverpool, so it, it was uh, magical. Even though this was, the, this was the end of the Bredgen Rogers era, this was the year right. after the Luis Suarez title chase. I got the Mario Balotelli half a season. That's, that's what I got. So. And I still loved it. Okay. And, you know, it also feels like we're in the middle of the end of the Brendan Rodgers era at Leicester. <laughs> uh, so it's interesting. Um, uh, Barry Raguna said, Christian, stop getting uh, co-hosts that support better clubs than yours. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, look, th- there's th- this is actually an interesting thing because I, I reached out to you yesterday and I also I texted you the address of the studio <laughs> and I texted him the wrong address so he was almost uh, uh late and it was totally my fault um but the uh um oh, what was I gonna say the uh to stop getting uh oh um no I forgot what I was gonna say because I mentioned the stupid being late thing <laughs> whatever we'll keep moving I'll remember later uh oh, oh I said oh this one I remember because Paulo Nelson said mm. that's hard to do there yep. it, when Whenever I need a co-host, especially for uh, to cover, this is Shouts to U.S., where we focus on all things American soccer today. And when I want to talk to somebody about MLS and I need a co-host, I'm, I'm starting to realize there are few people, honestly, and I say this, on the planet 
that I can reach out to that for like <laughs> just decisive, knowledgeable takes on Major League Soccer. That realistically, like it's uh, look. I mean, it's you. It's Matt Doyle. Uh, 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 it's Weeby. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it's Charlie Davies. You know what I mean? Yep. It's there. There is. Um, and it, I think it's an interesting thing. And and look, I, we'll just get started here because they're. There's like a, a a limited amount of people, and it's obviously a, a few more people that yeah. I didn't mention. So please do not get, <laughs> don't feel insulted. Right? I, 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 didn't I, I get sidetracked <laughs> by that all the time, where I'm trying to make a point, and then I'm like, don't forget a person, it, don't forget a team, but, and then 20 minutes later, I'm talk, talking with like but then outside looking in. It's like, all right, who knows MLS? Who is within <laughs> you know a 10 mile radius that I can reach out to? And there, it, there's there's just a limited amount of people. So I, I think there is um, something to the, the 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 value of the people who choose to. To focus on MLS because at first it seems like a mistake, right? <laughs> a lot of times people are like, "You're gonna focus on Major League Soccer." <laughs> we're like, "Hold on, I swear it, it might pan out." I think uh, I'm a gambling man, uh, but there's something to you know. There's there's four thousand Premier League pundits, mm. but there's a few MLS people that are really trusted, and you are really one of those people that it. Uh, it, it sort of starts to feel like the value of the um, American soccer information is 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 a little bit higher because it's less, uh, um, you know, uh, saturated. Yeah, yeah. No, there's something to that, and I thought that 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 the beginning of that was going to be making fun of. Oh yeah, you can't find people who don't like Liverpool, City, or United, and going to make fun of me being a front runner or something like that. Uh, but no, you're going with the the MLS angle. Yeah, I mean, look, it's funny because you know when I started to have a little bit of success, someone's like, oh, like, would you want to you know go cover the Premier League or something in Europe. And I was like, I mean, generally, yeah. Like, why, I wouldn't say no to that, but my value is the information and the knowledge here. Like, that's not exportable. Like, I, I, you don't just become an insider like that. Like right, said, right. There's 4,000 Premier League people. Like, the, these, it, there's just such an oversaturated market. Um, even that sounds, that sounds gross, the way you're talking about it like that. <laughs> We're having there's a just, business meeting. There's, so, there's just so <laughs> many people there, and there's so many great writers, and there's a lot of great writers, great insiders here and stuff, but it, it, there's a little bit more space for teams to breathe, and because expansion is never ending, there's going to be about 4,000 MLS teams, so there, right. there'll never be too many insiders here. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah, look, we were just talking about that right before uh, we went on air about the, the you know, as MLS grows... Uh, we, we're going to need more. We're going to need more Bogarts because there's a lot of teams and it can get, realistically, it can get overwhelming, right? Mm-hmm. After, even uh, in, in a lot of leagues that are 20 teams, there's, I mean, people, I think, can be experts on maybe 10, right? But then when they ask you to be like, thir- <laughs> oh, it's like 28, 30, how do you do it, Tom? It, dude, it's tough. It really is like, I try to watch as much as I can, obviously. You're not going to watch all the games. You know, at least extended highlights for everything, going through second spectrum numbers, talk to all the sources, and, you know, obviously you, you know that people will be biased about themselves. But, you know, you try to talk to as many people and, and, you know, get a good informed idea. But there is, like, an imposter syndrome of, like, all right, am I 100% sure? Hey, like, I didn't watch the full game of this midweek Houston-DC yeah, yeah. game. Do I really know? It's like, yeah, like, yeah, like you do really know. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there's just a lot going on you there. You can it's trust difficult. your gut. And you're, a, you know, you're a soccer guy. I played soccer with you. <laughs> and, like, unlike, you know, I played in some of these media games. You, you played in a couple of them, bro. Uh, no, or I, I would take it too seriously. Good thing that I haven't yet. That's the problem. I'll be too fun be yelling at people. I played in a couple of them. And, you know, some of these media guys, you're like, all right, yeah, I... <laughs> 
<laughs> all right, you know. But then I, I play. I, you know, you you play in college, right? Yeah, Kane oh. University. Okay, yeah. D three, so yeah, New yeah, Jersey yeah. D three though. So that that, that could be like Midwest D one. <laughs> <laughs> so the level's a little bit higher. It's all good. Uh, no, uh, I'm excited about today's show. Uh, obviously, uh, it's nice to. Uh, have a guest co-host and not deal with Alexis for one week. Uh, so that's always fun. But um, uh, we have a bunch of questions from uh, our Patreon uh, folks. Um, so uh, today we'll we'll talk about uh, some of the results uh, from the past weekend. Uh, we will discuss Decision Day, which is coming up. Uh, we'll also spend some time uh, towards the end of the show. We'll talk about everything going on uh, with the Yates Report and NWSL uh, and talk about that a little bit. So uh, where to begin uh, today? Obviously, uh, you know what? Let's start. Uh, um, let's be homers, right? Because the uh, so NYCFC just played uh, Orlando at Red Bull Arena uh, and won that game 2-1. I was very excited mm-hmm. about it. Obviously, I'm an NYCFC fan. I And uh, you're, the, you're the Red Bull guy, all right? You are... People, this is a misnomer about me. People <laughs> keep saying this. They're like, I, I'm wanna, genuinely not a fan of anybody. Like, <laughs> I want to label you. You've been on the MSG broadcast. <laughs> That's fair. I'll give you that. I'll along you that. with Shep. All MSG right? guy. <laughs> MSG guy. So let's have, let's have a fist fight. No. Um, no, but I, I the, the, the interesting thing here is, uh, obviously, it was a big win, and it put NYCFC uh, to clinch a home playoff mm-hmm. spot, but the news came out today about where this game would be played because we see that uh, the Yankees are doing well mm-hmm. uh, in baseball, so are the Mets, and the, the, <laughs> are the, uh, both homes uh, for NYCFC. Um, look, and as uh, as a Mets fan, I'm upset that the Yankees are doing well. <laughs> I really just want them to fail. At a, I just want them to fail enough to not make the playoffs. Is that yeah. too much to ask? <laughs> Respectfully. But the news came out that if, uh, we'll, and we'll find out a- after decision day, mm-hmm. if the results um, uh, are where uh, Rebels uh, end up in, I believe that would be fifth place or sixth yeah. place, um, NYCFC would host the game uh, at Rebel Arena, technically, but if the game is against Red Bull, the, they will have to find an alternative <laughs> venue, uh, which is, again, the fodder on... Not ideal. It's not <laughs> ideal. <laughs> the fodder. So basically, I'm like, you know, I want the Rebels to lose, but not lose too much, and I don't want to... <laughs> yeah. It's a weird situation to be in. Uh, but when you saw, I mean, what, what are you, I mean, I'm sure you deal with it a lot as well. Just like people yeah. commenting on yeah. all the stadium stuff or whatever. But just in this situation, this is a pretty weird one for MLS's sake. <laughs> yeah, even for the most, one of the most weird, <laughs> the most chaotic fun leagues in the world. This is weird and chaotic and odd for, for this league. Like, it was funny too. So you, you brought up the game this weekend uh, where NYCFC were home at, at Red Bull Arena again. Like, Orlando, when Orlando were winning 1-0, the stats are going around, like, I was talking to people, and it's like, if this results hold, like, hey, can you check this for me? If this results hold, like, <laughs> they're going to be, like, 0-whatever as the home team at Red Bull Arena, but they're, like, 2-0 and as the road team at Red Bull Arena. It was, like, yeah. all these, like, fun, weird stats, but they came back at once, <laughs> so that ruined all that. But, yeah, it, it's, uh, it's just so funny. Like, I know that this is serious, and people... Like, like you said, people in comments and mentions, it's like, people are like, at Tom Boy, like, this can't be, this is a joke. How could this be alive? It's like, bro, what do you want me to do about yeah, it? Yeah. I can't do anything about it. Like, I'm just saying, like, I mean, we, I think if you're a fan or not, everybody wants NYCFC to have a stadium yeah. just to, like, stop with this discourse. <laughs> like, the what? Red Bulls don't want them there. Like, Red Bull fans don't want them there. Like, we're all rooting for the same outcome here. Like, setting that aside, it's kind of funny, like, if, if you want to, like, take a positive look at it, just like, all right, where are they going to play? Are they going to be home? They've already had six different home stadiums this year. Like, right. It's, it's out of control. It's um uh, yeah. It's look. It's it's 
look, even as an NYCFC fan, I mean, it's yeah, it's embarrassing, right? It's a little embarrassing. It's not ideal, but the, I, I think the the thing that most NYCFC fans, uh, you know, they, they are frustrated with the situation. But there's a little bit of like, I think we're gonna win anyway, right? <laughs> well, it doesn't matter where we play. Like, there's a little bit of confidence. Look, the the they went on a bad run of games, mm-hmm. uh, and and you know after. Campeones Cup, it seemed to like turn the tide. Yeah. The, the you know I think the and I I don't, I don't know how much you specifically been uh, uh, watching NYCFC, but the decisions that Nick Cushing made to change this to just put you know they were playing a back four mm-hmm. and then it was like you know what I'm just putting all my center backs <laughs> in the game. I just want some stability. We're giving up too many goals because all, the concern was always when you have Thiago Martins, uh, Alex Collins, uh, and Maxime Cheneau. If one of them gets injured, the other, somebody can back yeah, the other yeah. one up. Uh, and and I think now the point was, you know, I think the big decision actually was to bench Malte Amundsen, mm-hmm. and and for and that just seemed to to resolve the defensive mm-hmm. issues at least short term. Yeah, yeah, and and like it, it's a good point that you bring up because Cushing was rightfully getting a lot of flack for yeah. how the team, like again, Tati Casiano's leaving without a real replacement. That's going to be difficult for anybody regardless of whether it was Ronnie Dyla or anybody but Nick Cushing like they changed the way they played they were pressing so much less they were it, it was just weird they, they kind of took the identity and changed it and like you said he made adjustments and he, they kind of figured it out and like right at the ship there was talk about like is he going to last the season as interim coach not not is he a candidate for the full-time job right, is, right. is he going to last the season so full credit to him for that Keaton Parks coming back is is immensely yeah. immensely important like there's some players and sometimes in situations you, every, you know that Keaton Parks is a really good player. You know all the things that he does. But, like, you didn't really appreciate it until he's not in the game and it's like, wait a minute. Oh, they can't, the defense can't press him, so we won't lose the ball. And so then you can play more expansive and play, be on the ball more. Like, and you lose the ball further up the field, which set, helps sets up pressing situations right. rather than playing on the back foot. It's like all these things that, again, you knew that he was this good. But it's like, oh, wow, like you take him out and you, you see how important he was. And Alex Collins coming back, sorry, was, was another one. And, again, the defense being in kind of more cohesion that, that they are. Like, again, like, I thought they were dead in the water. I was out on them. I was like, there's, there's no way for this to be rectified, particularly with Tati not there to kind of paper over some cracks. And, and they haven't. And they're going to be, you know, if the playoffs started a month ago, I, I couldn't see a scenario in which anybody picked them to win a game, let alone anything sure, else. Sure. Wherever they played, home away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so, I mean, like, it, it is impressive the fact that they've kind of, you know, gotten it back up. To just you know, yeah. steady water, and you had them out because you are an ardent rebel supporter. <laughs> <laughs> we, hang on, we, shit messing. We've discovered this. <laughs> uh, some people are saying, uh, "Ooh, look, furniture, Robinson." We, <laughs> yes, everybody. Well, there's furniture here for the first time. Uh, it arrived yesterday. Literally, uh, I had uh, reached out to a couple comedians that uh, are also movers, and they brought. <laughs> Shout out to Peter Ravello, Matt Pavich, hilarious comedians who brought, brought, brought our stuff up. Uh, we got, look, it's coming together. I, I'm excited. Okay. Um, the Brooke, Brooke Materia said, Alex Collins should be, NY, should be NYCFC's new number nine. Which is <laughs> a very bold. Proper center vote. <laughs> bold Even the goal that he scored, I'm just like, why is he there? <laughs> Literally, <laughs> he's like sitting inside the goal. Him as a left center back in a back three, he just says, F it. I'm, go- I'm, I'm playing like, Freedom, like, yeah. Nick, I got this. Don't you worry. Hey, like, center backs, you guys stay back. I'm going to play free. Uh, and I score, Rusa, can you see um, NYCC repeating uh, this, I assume this year, yeah. Um, 
That's a good question. No. You don't see it. <laughs> I just said a lot of nice things. Dude, there's... Uh, you know look, what? Philly, Philly are too good. Montreal have proved me wrong. I thought that their, their fatal flaws were going to be really bad for the playoffs. I'm still not, like, totally sold on them, but there's just so many other good teams. That, look, and anything can happen in a four-game sample size, but, yeah. like, I don't, I, don't, I don't trust them to put together four really good performances in a row. The um, Philly, to me, is definitely the team that is almost seems... Un, unbeatable unless they play Charlotte for some reason. <laughs> Daniel Rios. <laughs> <laughs> but the um, Montreal, I think NYCFC could I, yeah. early in the season, which is it was a different Montreal, uh, but they did beat them pretty handily. I think two nil, three nil. Um, and but but yeah, I don't see. I, I think Philly are probably easily the favorites to, to make it out of the Eastern mm. Conference. And I think if Philly makes it out of the Eastern Conference. I think they win MLS Cup. Yeah, uh, I don't see. I just I I've had this conversation with a couple of people, but do you think LAFC even makes it to that MLS Cup final? Dude, that's the thing. Like, like the the 2019 team that won the Sporter Shield, I thought that was like the best soccer I've ever seen. It was like 2017 Toronto, and then if you go back earlier, like some of the Red Bull Supporter Shield winning teams, and some of like you know obviously the Galaxy, but like the league continues to get better. That 2019 LAFC team was just another level. And they were vulnerable to the Sounders and, and lost in whatever the conference semifinals. Like, it, it is really difficult to, to, like, lay out this track. Like, yeah, sure, like, one game sample size, anything can happen. But, like, that 2019 team was probably better set up. They were definitely better. But they, they had so, like, so many fewer questions. Like, Gareth Bale, like, he started, what, like, twice or whatever? He, right. hasn't, he hasn't played more than 60 minutes, I think, at all, like, in, in a single game. Like, he has the Antoine Griezmann deal. <laughs> I don't know why isn't he playing? Like, it's just... <laughs> Like, there's so many questions around the team, and there are so many good teams out west. But, like, again, Philly looked vulnerable against Charlotte, and they, they should have lost to Atlanta, but Atlanta didn't kind of win that game. Andre Blake was incredible. LEFC have had their trials and tribulations. Austin, as, as they were putting the middle fingers up to everybody who, air quote, doubted them, they went on a bad run of form. Like, yeah. Montreal is the only team that is kind of over the last month playing their best, I think. But, sure. like, Philly's best is better than that. And, like, you're looking at the stand, like, Cincy, they were, they, until that they lost uh, the other day to Chicago without all three of their TPs. Like, they were looking good. They weren't, like, a real cup contender or whatever. But you know what I mean? Like, there's – you could make – you could see her make a case for anybody. NYCFC just said no. You, you could give me five minutes making the case. And I'm like, yeah, I can see that. Like, okay. it's, it's – the, the playoffs feel more wide open this year than ever. And they all, always feel wide open. <laughs> this uh, – the one thing I, I'm at least uh, excited about is that Chicharito will be in the playoffs. Oh, my uh, God. Yeah. This year. Just, just as a uh, – Look, if we're running a bit, we're running a bit. MLS is a business. All right, <laughs> like you're saying not, running a bit. <laughs> <laughs> let's not be crazy. We're running a business here. Chicharito's uh, one of the most famous uh, players easily in North America. Yeah. Uh, and and to not have him be a part of uh, the, the big show, uh, mm. is it would be disappointing. But L.A., it's the it's just it, they're just so disappointing. I don't mm. know other way to, any other way to put it. It's uh, j- just uh, I feel I feel for their fans especially when they have to take a penalty, right? Because <laughs> you are, you are, I, we had uh, quoted you recently because you had yeah. put up the, the... They've taken 14 now. <laughs> 14! And they've made how many? Eight or something? Nine. Nine? Because I, I put up the stat when they missed their penalty against Real Salt Lake, and then 30 minutes later, they got another one. So, <laughs> so th- that is um, absolutely brutal because yeah. it, they really should... Well, I mean, they're... Uh, it's also crazy that they're gonna possibly hosting it's, again. It is incredible. Like <laughs> after uh, because it is that tight in uh, uh, in the Western Conference. But the look, if they lose uh, a game, at least you know they'll have a playoff game. But they, uh, them having that playoff game, which would most likely be against uh, let's say Nashville, that's 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 a tough game. That's yeah. a, a game they don't want. And and it's weird too because Nashville was just like. 
in third a and, couple. And, and then they lost at home to Houston. Went like it's just it, it's it's all just insane. It, it's so <laughs> difficult. Like I, there's if it was funny. Like uh, talking about the Red Bulls last year, I was making fun of myself because I was I thought they were gonna do well in the beginning of the season, and then they started to do poorly and I was like oh, I was wrong and then when I was like piling on I was like yeah like I was wrong about this team and like they I should have like it was pretty obvious in hindsight then they went on a winning one so it was like I was wrong about this team numerous <laughs> different times in all the different ways and like Nashville I thought okay they're in Galaxy like two weeks ago Doyle tweeted like we might have to take their season out back and like put them down like after they lost to, uh, one of their disappointing results and then all they've done is one since then until right. they draw ours it's just it's insane to follow you know what keep keep talking about that <laughs> Oh, uh, you the, you you got a little care package from Nashville City as well. I got this. I, I'm a distinguished adult with a mustache, so I have a record player. I was I was really? gonna I was gonna put it I was gonna put the honey the the record the the the, the gift here in front of I think my girlfriend had a like Fleetwood Mac track out or something. I was yeah. gonna put the honey one in front and just not say anything and see how long that she did it. And so, I was like, but then I looked over and so, it's like bright yellow. So a few people you may have seen this online, uh, and uh, you know I might as well just open it. Just remember it. We're kind of talking about Nashville, but. Nashville uh, has been sending out, um, I say this respectfully, is it propaganda? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, when I was asked for my address, it was like, this isn't a bribe. <laughs> yeah, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> Hani Mukhtar is, uh, you know, obviously he's, he's up for MLS dude. MVP. The dude's a baller. Um, I like this is what SKC Fan TV just said. Insane how people with mustaches know ball. There we go. I'll take it. I'll take it. I haven't heard that one before. I love that. Uh, have you, you have you seen SK, SKC fan TV stuff? Oh my gosh! Yeah, what yeah, am I talking about? Yeah, yeah. dude, <laughs> he's great. Yeah, right? he is. Um, I, see, I see a lot of his reaction videos going on. Twitter. They're great, and we I always tell him I'm like we need more of that. Yeah. Uh, it's great to see. Uh, but this is a so it's a record, right? Yeah, it's a record it's of his goal, of his goal tracks, like the commentary calling all of his goals. So I need somewhere to play this. <laughs> you can come over, and it's autographed by Hani himself. I, so I thought that that was like just uh, what's it called like. Not him, I, or like yeah, printed yeah, yeah. or whatever. And then like I got pictures from the club. I'm like, no, 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 this no. was him. Like, <laughs> see all this. This is badass. Uh, yeah. Thank you, thank you very much, Nashville. I mean, look, I mean, who knows who we vote for in the MLS <laughs> <laughs> uh, MVP voting? But best of luck. You know, I, I'm not saying this is influencing my decision <laughs> at one at all. But it's a very, very nice gift. So thank you. Uh, a nice girl, Bruce said, "That's dope AF. That yeah. it is dope. All right, you know what? All I'm saying is, more teams need to send me <laughs> gifts to really just, you know, sway my opinion a little bit. They do this with um, Oscar in the, uh, the uh, you know Academy Award they voting. Do. They send, you know, they send some people a couple things, a couple of the journalists. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hey, nobody saw anything. <laughs> all right, that wasn't on the live broadcast. Nobody saw a thing. Um, uh, I, I, so I want to get to." A couple questions from uh, from Gully Squad, from our Patreon uh, folks, uh, because they, they, a lot of people had some great questions. And I, and I want to talk about your career a little bit, because okay. the, since the last time you were on the show, uh, I mean, Tom Boger <laughs> stock has risen beyond. It's just it's so awesome to see. Um, and and we, we were, were talking about this and we were comparing you to Fabrizio Romano. You and Fabrizio Romano, I think, are homeboys. You have. Yeah, we're, yeah, genuinely. We, we talk occasionally. Like, he's a really, really nice person. Right. Great, great dude. Uh, I've DM'd with him a couple yeah. times. Great guy. Do you have his number? You text yeah, him? I did DM him. I DM him. Okay, I, okay. I think he's got enough going on. <laughs> okay, good. You're right. You know, you don't want to. Those international fees are crazy. <laughs> yeah, I get it. It's all good. Um, but the, the, the. Just the fact that, you know, I, I think what. 
what Fabrizio stardom has become is just like this, obviously, football insider, mm-hmm. especially with everything in, in, in European uh, mm-hmm. football. You know, obviously, they, we, we need that here. And I, you know, I don't know if I'm speaking out of turn, I'm saying, but I feel like you are genuinely uh, stepping into that role. Does that feel like what you are doing and want to be doing? I appreciate that. I'm not going to sit here and say that yes, because I'm taking myself too seriously. Like, there, was, there was a lot of other like, really great reports on the mentor, Sam Stagego. There's obviously Paul Tenorio and you know, Jeff Carlisle. Insert again, like, I don't want to be on like, an acceptance speech of like, naming sure. 400 people I got to thank. All. Like, <laughs> so, like, you, everybody you guys know who all the insiders are. You know who the people that you trust are. But like, it, it's a really good group of people, like, genuinely. Like, Sam is, is you know, an incredible person. Like, I know that you guys know him as well. Like, yeah, yeah. So it's like... The people that, if, you, if you're watching this or listening to this, I assume that you like some of us. And, like, the people that you see, like, they really are, the, like, genuine good people. I know this wasn't the question that you asked, but, like, <laughs> no, no, I, I, I love I'm uncomfortable <laughs> saying that, like, I mean, obviously, yeah, I'm ambitious. I, I want to break as much news as I can, do it the right way, tell good stories and everything. So, like, yeah, I mean, but calling it a Fabrizio Romano, he's got, like, 11 million followers. That's not, <laughs> and he, the dude, even outside of the transfer window, he tweets, like, eight scoops a day. And I'm like, who even has information? <laughs> like, I do love it when he's like, you know, Inter Miami's interested in. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> I Fabrizio! So, I, I know I, you hit up Tom. I get but, so angry. I'm like, well, you, you don't have anything else to worry about. Like, come on, man! You follow 400 leagues. Leave me alone. Is, is the job um, genuinely? Can it be overwhelming? Yeah, I, yeah. I can't imagine his life. Yeah, I can't possibly imagine. Because there's no way you're not, you know, have have 40 WhatsApp threads going, <laughs> and, and and so just even like so, well, somebody asked a question. Uh, this came from mj lee uh i'm just excited to ask this question because i don't think other people ask you in other shows but she says how does he really get his scoops since he worked for mls does he have to bribe anyone for alerts which is such a what a ridiculous accusation (laughs) where do you think he you think he has the money to bribe anybody for a scoop (laughs) and and my favorite thing is like you know some people who get angry are just like the anti-mls people it's like oh like he like he's on mls he like writes for mlssoccer.com so like Obviously, he was just having lunch and like somebody gave him it or like, you know, I'm like, bro, you don't think I'd break every single transaction if that was the case? Like, no, I don't have there is no internal server that I have. Like, like I make relationships and, and figure things like, I don't know. It's like just dude. The, the MLS intranet. OK, that's where <laughs> all the in- <laughs> that's where all the info is being shared. Um, Michael Raymond said uh, uh, the Fabrizio of MLS. Uh, Justin Bieber said he uses a little bit of gammon and a little bit of tam to get those scoops. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I don't have any international slots left. I'm giving them all away. Um, yeah, dude. I mean, the the the, the yeah the job itself. As far as um, even to, let's try to take some seriousness in that question of like where do you get your sources from? I'm my. Uh, uh, and this just uh, assumption, and you don't have to reveal any specific <laughs> sources, but I, I assume it's a lot of um, either agents, player agents, and stuff like that. That that's my best guess. You talk to everybody. That's I'm not. I'm not there's no specificities it, I'm going to get it. into, but it, it's not like I, and and if you're only talking to one person or one organization again, whether it's a it's a team, it, it's an agent, it, it's it's whatever it is, like. If you're only getting it from one person, you're getting you're getting a lot of spin, and like right, so right, that's right. where you have to be careful. And like modern journalism, like not to go on off too much of a tangent, it is difficult. It's like, and I think that the good news is media literacy is starting to become much much better. People still believe everything on the internet, regard like you know they, there's still a tendency for that, but I think people are better at discerning who to trust and like okay, like that seemed like a lot of spin on something, and like right. All right, this doesn't pass the sniff test. So I think that we're all getting better at that. So that's good. It keeps people honest. Yeah, I mean, there is a a a real necessity for um, 
for one news to get out, mm-hmm. right? Because it, there, I always say this, like with with within media, especially sports media, there is um, a you know, like if players don't want to do interviews, let's say, I'm like, that's not really the right move. Or you you getting the publicity helps your own brand, mm-hmm. helps the the league grow, helps uh, maintain interest in the in the sport. This is why, like. You know, people get annoyed at like first take, and it's like they're talking about LeBron again. <laughs> but for whatever reason, people yeah. want to know about LeBron yeah. over and over. And as even if they're mad at the coverage that is being delivered, they're still engaged. They're still interested for whatever reason. And we kind of just need that in American soccer. We just we if if people if everybody hated you, but you had four million followers, <laughs> and it's just like. But it's like, where like we love, we, we, hate, that. we hate, hate to hate love that. Tom. I hate that. No, that's the thing, dude. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I understand that that's the majority of, of what you're saying. I like, that's not for me. Like the whole, I don't know. I, I get, I get easily like, all right, like what the hell, like what the hell are we talking about here? Like when it comes like these like ridiculous or stupid, like, and I understand they have three hours of television to, to fill. Sure. It's not easy. And yeah, but like Mad Dog Russo, who's like obviously a legend in, in this kind of business, takes business. Like, I think he even, he even admitted that like, yeah, like. I was doing a top five and, and you know, I purposely left out the Boston Celtics because I knew that their fans would get mad and it'd be more engagement. It's like, bro, like, you're just going to be disingenuous and admit it? Like, yeah, yeah. like, why would... So, like, that stuff bothers me. Like, genuinely, I, I try to be that... And I think why a few people, you know, don't mind me is because I think that they can tell that I'm being genuine. Whether you like me or don't like me, there isn't, there isn't an act, like... I think people can appreciate that. And again, like if you don't like me, I have plenty of things not to like me about. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. Nobody hates me like I hate me. Don't you worry. Well, so. good. I, I'm glad I compiled this list, Tom. I, I needed to go through this. Oh, yeah. I was ready. I was ready for this. So, but no, like again, like I think that that's, that's uh, something too. Like I, I, don't, I don't love the whole like air quote debate culture, embrace debate. Like that, that's like, yeah. if like, if you're just talking about nothing or saying that like, the, oh, LeBron would never take the last shot. Like I just exacerbated by that i don't find yeah. that to be entertaining but yeah. people do and like again i know that's a minority it is, yeah it is the um like uh, i have this uh, argument with alexis all the time the the who's the bigger club <laughs> bro this question i will be the end of my days i could care less about this like you know the dick measuring contest of big club and i'm just like the, and it's such a common the, the the banter, especially in England, is such a common like, oh, but you're yeah. not a big club. I'm a big club. You're a big club. <laughs> Just like, bro, get a life. <laughs> Can you look at uh, something with a little bit more introspection than just yeah. well, nuance. size? <laughs> <laughs> Why is size so important to these dudes? Anyway, uh, <laughs> Nick Red said, oh, please, no bigger club debate, especially when Alexis is not there to start. All right. Yeah, we're not going to do it. <laughs> Uh, okay. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The, uh, uh, let's, let's pull up another question. This is from Andrew Johnson. Um, uh, uh, this is a, uh, yeah, he's obviously a Columbus Crew supporter. He says, if, if Crew doesn't win the cup, this is a very, wow, the bar is very high. Yeah, we're starting, we're starting high. Should Caleb be fired? I wouldn't put it at, at cup for that. Yeah, <laughs> that's a bit much. Columbus Crew are in an inter- interesting spot because, I, you know, and, and, you know, when you look at the one MLS cup, but two years ago, and mm-hmm. then uh, to, to 
just these the struggling results. And then yeah. the suspension of uh, uh, Cucho Hernandez and, and in these hugely important games. But uh, the homie, Derek Etienne Jr., here to save the day and possibly save Columbus Crew season. Now, what a huge... Incredible. Two goals. Incredible. It, it, that, that's been one... Every time I see... Uh, and Derek's a, a genuine friend, great mm -hmm. dude. Ever since he's done the show, he's always, like, stayed in touch. Uh, I... I was on the same flight with him once. Yeah, I, I was actually, I, I left, um, this was in Portland. Derek went to Portland for I'm the MLS Cup That's final. Awesome. Uh, and a lot of MLS players go. I, yeah. I, I saw like uh, Dom Dwyer, yeah. uh, um, Jaleani Baba, a bunch of, a bunch of guys. Um, and I, and I, this is how, uh, this is how much you know Derek loves Red Bull. And and even though he was playing, he scored. And you it's know, been a year, a few years since he's on the Red Bulls. But I, I love that too. The, and there's, you know, I, I don't know exactly how many, uh, you know, tried and true Red Bull guys that there are. And he's like a homegrown. He's yeah. like a legit dude. And we took the same flight. And the first thing he said to me is like, "Damn, yo, I hate that NYCFC." <laughs> he won an MLS Cup. He's good. He's all set, but he was a genuine. That's genuine. so funny. <laughs> oh, I love that. And he didn't, you know, he scored two huge goals and didn't, you know, didn't celebrate, didn't really do much. Mm. And and you, we're not used to really seeing that in MLS yeah. that much. Yeah. No, yeah. And, like, that's something that I've wanted to ask more players about. Like, would you celebrate against blank? Like, whatever. And, like, yeah, yeah. but, like. It's not like a catch-all, like yes or no binary question for the answer for everyone. Like Derek doing that, not celebrating against the Red Bulls, and again, it's been a few years. He probably could have felt hard done by that he wasn't getting the playing time he thought he deserved. They right. they mostly had been playing without wingers, so that didn't help his playing time. He was somebody who, again, homegrown at the club. He was there for for a long time. I could have seen that going either way, being like f you, like you guys didn't didn't get, uh, really believe in me towards the end or whatever. You let me go for for cheap and. Yeah. But no, like that's really awesome. Again, that's a kid who, who, you know, I don't know when he joined the academy, but it had to have been his early teen years or like, you know, 12 or 14, something like that's what you want. Like Kevin Predis, when he went to Wolfsburg from DC United, like he he had this, the, the club put out a video of like him talking about, like I was in the academy watching Steven Birnbaum and stuff like, like yeah. these are moments that are starting to come through as the academy's getting better. Like, like it's, it is really cool. There really are genuine, legitimate homegrown, which there isn't that in other American sports. Like you had LeBron that was from Ohio and went to the Cavs because the Cavs were the worst team in the league and had the number one pick. Like, that happens fortuitously. Like, there's a genuine, like, boyhood culture that comes, like, for, for American soccer. Like, that, yeah. like, that's awesome. Like, it's really cool. Yeah, the, um, we were having this conversation a couple of weeks ago about just how the, the, the league is, is becoming old enough where kids are yeah, growing yeah. up with, you know, when Ricky Puj said, I, can't, I couldn't believe the LA Galaxy contacted me, that's... Uh, uh, you know, how old is he? 19? This is like 22. Oh, okay, okay. So, but like, still, young, young kid, like, yeah. but grew up with like LA Galaxy. Yeah. There's a reverence, yeah. and there's, there's a lore around it. And people that are older than, let's say, 25 yeah. are like, oh, you know, they, they grew up with, with watching with MLS. The MLS. <laughs> they, they grew up with watching MLS crawl before yeah. it could walk and have that a, a little bit of a uh, of, of bias or mm -hmm. or at least they they saw that it wasn't that it, that it wasn't the league it is now or yeah. or they or it was directly they would compare it to other leagues and uh, it is what it is now so that's why uh, we're we're aging out <laughs> we're aging out of I this feel league washed, man. i feel <laughs> washed we're done our opinions have no value okay <laughs> it's the tiktok generation that we have to start listening to uh michael raymond said lebron is a homegrown player that's right <laughs> justin freeber said kids are going to grow up with the best stash covering the league and with tommy scoops 
Bro, <laughs> that should be on your business card. <laughs> Best ash covering uh, the league. Well, uh, it's, it's a one of one category. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else? Uh, nobody has a uh, nobody w- within MLS. When you go to the office, sometimes any there's, there's no stashes there. Not really. No, no beards. Beards are, are, Beard, are yeah. plenty. Yeah. Uh, Val Paschal on on uh, uh, Gully Squad. She said, uh, "Do you get any sleep?" <laughs> and if not, how does he survive on sleep fumes? Red Bull, five hour energy, ritual sacrifice. <laughs> Which one is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man, the, the, the transfer windows, those like, it is difficult. There's some times where you, know, you take phone calls like late and whatever. So that's why it's yeah. funny in the off season. You're like, oh, season ended. No more games. It's like, oh, wait, like I'm going to be as busy or at least more busy just without the game. So it's, it's not bad in like October, September, like in like joking before about like future mind. I genuinely don't know how he does it. Like, and I'm yeah, yeah. like, sometimes I feel overwhelmed and like, it's not the same level as like what he's doing and how many, I'm sure like all the, all the stuff he's getting, but kind of a funny one along that framework. I was in Nashville with my girlfriend and it was like a Friday night and we were going, we we're in like the downtown area, just going to a couple of different bars. And like, I was, there was a trade that I was kind of tracking and following Yeah, and you know, it was, I was like, all right, like I might get a text or something. And then um, I texted someone. I was like, oh my God, like it, it's happening. I got a report. I'm so sorry. Text somebody. And like I told him, I, I told the person I was texting, like, hey, like just like I, I need to be brief. Like I'm in Nashville, like with my girlfriend. I, I feel like an asshole because I am. And, um, <laughs> and the, guy, the guy immediately calls me instead of texting me, which was mean. He could have just texted me. He calls me. And the first thing he says is, you need to treat her better. This isn't worth it. <laughs> As she's turning to me, like, do you Damn. need my phone to take notes? I, and I was like, wow, yeah. are you, you are a, the one. Are you a source or my therapist? <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, I mean, look, I, I, I think a lot of uh, people in relationships deal with, like, you know, you're on the phone a lot. <laughs> but, I mean, it must be, especially during uh, the, the transfer window, yeah. it must be, yeah. you know, you must be getting yelled at a little bit. <laughs> no, she, she's super, <laughs> she made the therapist joke. She is a therapist, so maybe, she, oh, okay, okay. maybe she's just taking this on as, like, her biggest challenge. Amazing. And, like, there's going to be a term paper one day. But, uh, no, like, I do, like, that's, I try to be so, like, regimented about, like, all right, like, I, I have to turn my phone off so there's no chance that, like, yeah. I'm even distracted by Twitter or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, when those few moments happen, like, I try to take advantage as much as I can. But yeah. we're all addicted to technology, myself included, so it doesn't work out very well. Yeah, I tell, I got, you know, I tell my wife, I'm like, there's a, a joke I have to make about <laughs> the trade that Tom Boger reported on. It's his fault, not mine. <laughs> blame me. Everybody, everybody listen to Blame me. Like, I'll, I'll take it. It's like the get it, the give, stay home from school to, yeah, to go to dude. the championship parade. Like, I'll write something down and like, put it out. Okay. Okay, uh, Justin Freeberg asked, can Christian grow a mustache? Got a little something. Great question. Can we get a Zoom? Or? Uh, we don't have a Zoom. <laughs> we might have to do it in, in post, but not live. There's, <coughs> I grow, I always say this, I grow the type of mustache that it looks like a teenager <laughs> is trying to look older. It doesn't, it really doesn't look great. It looks really, really poor. <laughs> Uh, I it's love it. it. It's embarrassing. No, no, no. Yeah, I mean, look, this. I, I, I don't. I don't have the follicles. That's really it. <laughs> it's not even like your your eyebrows aren't thick either. You know, dude. I, even my my eyebrows up until I was probably about fifteen. My friends used to be like, "Do you shave your eyebrows? <laughs> Why are they so light and and airy? <laughs> They're so wispy." <laughs> you have a tick where you're plucking them out. <laughs> I'm like, Nervous. no, this is it, bro. <laughs> like, if I if I did one, like I, you know, people used to shave their eyebrow, line in their eyebrow. I don't think it grow back. <laughs> I think it takes 42 <laughs> years. <laughs> it 
take 42 years for that to grow back, dude. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Nick Red said, I'm guessing Christian grows a Chia Pet mustache. <laughs> I think that might be the only way I could do it. Put the, put the seeds on there. <laughs> water it. Um, okay. I, I want to talk about a couple uh, things. This was um, uh, an article you wrote. You wrote about Gonzalo Higuain uh, retiring. Um, he did. He did a press conference. Uh, there were tears. Uh, you know, we, we don't often um, we, we see these in in La Liga, mm-hmm. especially La Liga. For some reason, I don't know what is. Are the Spanish people better at crying? Or just or something? We're more. You don't see it in England. Yeah, no, nothing as much. Yeah, you, you don't see just Lampard crying. You know, in a Chelsea shirt yeah. or whatever. Um, but Gonzalo Higuain, uh, and you uh, go check out Tom's article on MLSsoccer.com. But the uh, it, there's something I think when he got to the league, I, uh, you know, people immediately immediately made assumptions about him. Right. It's always retirement league, this retirement league, that. Um, but I, I think after seeing the press conference and, and uh, reading your story uh, there, I don't know, I have like a different appreciation for him, uh, like genuinely, because I, I, I definitely was affected by the. The comment, which I don't, I'm, I'm assuming was real, but the one about I, I thought I would play here with a cigarette in my mouth yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he didn't do himself any favors for this reception. <laughs> like that, that was what that was my what I was about to say as you started that. Like, yeah, I was guilty of that too, and for cause. It, it, we didn't invent this out of thin air. Yeah. You just watched him play. Like Fabian Herbers on on Z Soccer podcast with Julian Gressel and Fabian Herbers was like, "F this guy." Like that was a genuine sentiment, and like enough for him to say it on a podcast, like repercussions be damned because I'm sure people weren't exactly thrilled like at a club or at yeah. the league about it. So like that was a genuine thing. So uh, his press conference yesterday, he had a prepared statement. It was genuine, thoughtful, honest, introspective, like looked back at, at a career that was a little bit complicated just because we boil these players down to one moment. It, it it's a different level because he's always going this legitimate world-class striker. And I don't 100%. think people talk about that enough. Yeah, yeah. He's still the, the tied for the record for single season goals in, in Syria. This dude has scored more than 300 goals in his career, 75 appearances with Argentina. He's played in a World Cup final, two Copa America finals. But because he missed a chance in a World Cup final, that's all people remember and think about. It. And like he, he talked about it he's, honestly. He's about, the Wondolowski of that, Argentina. That's where it came to me. Like I, when, when Wando retired last year, and a lot of MLS people were, again, MLS goal king. People were giving him praise, as you should go out. And we, we need to treat our legends better everywhere. Around, like, same thing with Iguain, not MLS legend, but just a soccer legend. Yeah. And so many people are like, couldn't, you should have retired after 2014 when he missed a Belgium. It's like, bro, like, it's, it's, it's like the, what, getting to the World Cup and being good enough to be in the World Cup squad is, is somewhat a detriment if you're not, like, the best. Or, or you like, one yeah. moment, man, like, a, of a career of all of this. And Iguain's the same thing. And, like, there's a lot of, it's a complicated relationship with Argentine fans. And he talked about, like, you know, five seconds behind a computer can ruin somebody's life. And he, he said, he's like, look, I had, thank God, I had so many people in my life that helped me. But some people don't recover from it. So just please think about what you're posting to, right. you know, not professional athletes, not to me, but just everybody in general. So I thought that was really powerful. It was a different side of Gonzalo Higuain that, that I've never seen. And again, maybe this is because I don't speak Spanish, so I don't know how many interviews he does or how often he speaks like this. But from what I've gathered, it, it was kind of the most open, honest, and introspective he's been. And, and it was really, really cool. Never seen him uh, be that uh, that vulnerable. He always came off to me as like a, a pretty kind of staunch, kind yeah. of serious dude. Almost very um, the opposite of uh, uh, Federico Higuain. You know what I mean? Where yeah. he, he, to me, he was just like, 
like the the calmer yeah. older brother <laughs> who was just like the voice of reason yeah. and and you know and a lot of you know all every club he played for all, all the players uh, respected him but I really did uh, appreciate this uh, from Gonzalez. Realistically, I, I wish he did it before announcing yeah. retirement. I don't know. I, I think the uh, sort of what I was saying about uh, players being honest and yeah. being transparent, I think that's a, a, a benefit to the, uh, their brand. There's always going to be people that are just ridiculous on the internet. But and th- that's not- the thing. So, like, you know, you in, in the public eye and, and everything that you do is, is to an audience, and, like, it's vulnerable. And particularly somebody like him, I can understand why. Like he has, to, like he hasn't posted anything on Twitter. Like you could tell that all of it, like it's not him being him. And right. like even when he was using it, like that comes from, like Jossie's artist early in the year had to turn off comments on his Instagram. Like yeah. that's gross, man. It's awful. He's put up a picture of like his wife and, and children, and and he has to turn off comments, or he puts up a picture of, oh, like didn't get the result we wanted today, and, and just it's it's awful. And and it's so I understand why people would be closed off. Like maybe it's it's just me being a little naive. Like I'm I'm with you. I wish that. You know, I think that, that that did more good than harm or like the vulnerabilities that, that he where he could where he's opening up that he could get kind of hit with by fans. Again, I don't I don't see all the mentions where we're predisposed just as human beings to, you know, if there's ninety nine positive comments and one negative one, the one negative one sticks with us. Sure. So it really only takes a handful of people and somebody like him, like he's gonna have a lot, a lot of crap to deal with. So again, good for him for being vulnerable and strong and, and I thought it was really I, I Obviously, again, I say I don't speak Spanish. They didn't have a translator. I, I got the, the the letter that he prepared and wrote translated. And when he was done with it, he kind of broke down in tears. Uh, got a couple hugs from his teammates, his wife, his family. It was just a really cool, really powerful moment. And, like, I was hoping that he was going to stick around for one more year, be like, hey, I want to live and play in Miami. I won't take a DP deal. I was talking to people at the club about this a couple weeks ago. I was like, please yeah. tell me that this is a possibility. And they were like, <laughs> the, maybe he, he'll change his mind. Yeah, he did um, an interview. Uh, I don't know if the full interview was released, but uh, with, with his teammate, Victor Ulloa. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and it was in Spanish. And it, but it, again, but it was like one of those, man, I'm like, I wish I would have seen this. Yeah. Sooner, I would have wish I'd seen that side of it sooner. A uh, Crimson Pizza just said, "Roy Keane announces retirement and emotionally two foots a random passerby." <laughs> <laughs> it's a little different out there, okay? Um, the uh, David Meyer said, "Does MLS get the most great player retirement press conference in the world?" Meaning, meaning is this the be- was, uh, was? I think I get the, uh, the concept. I think it's a it's a half joke about. Because people come here and then retire. Oh, sure. Well, I mean, I, I just saw a, a story about uh, Lionel Messi deciding on what his future is going to be, and he won't. He's not going to decide until next year. Uh, but all you know, a lot of the rumor. I mean, we just right, saw, signs are all pointing to Miami. We saw uh, him uh, in in Florida, in Miami, and then they were buddy buddy with Iguain. You know, I mean, it, it feels like it could be happening. And if we get, if oh my God, if MLS gets the retirement speech it would be would it be bigger than him leaving barcelona i mean oh, it can't be it, oh, i guess it can't it be it can't be but the but the tears bro oh zoom in on those <laughs> <laughs> okay we're just like you know awful you know sports producers that are just hoping awful things happen so we can uh, <laughs> emotional i think i think those were proud tears i was that was looking back on everything yeah yeah okay um see uh, yeah michael raymond said gonzalo is retiring so messi can come in um <laughs> hey bro okay. they would have been able to have them both i want to i wanted to be pointed out like okay. they did have an open dp when like and there's no there's no way that he would have been back on a dp spot like i can't imagine that the team but again, it. He even said he has like he had, he had decided months ago. Like this wasn't like a yesterday. right. There was a uh, like some rumor his, yeah I, through okay. his dad or whatever, and he was like, uh, "You'll hear it from me when I am." But dad, why'd you ruin? <laughs> <laughs> like, Yo, we had a content strategy planned around this. What are you doing, Kill pops? 
Um, so, so speaking of Inter Miami, the the uh, w- what do you make of this uh, turnaround, especially this year? We know all the the financial issues that they dealt with and the penalties and everything. Uh, but for uh, Phil Neville to really, I, and I, he's been I, awesome. Yeah, he's, he's been, been awesome. he's been great. Um, the the and then to turn around and then bring in Alejandro uh, Pozuelo, which. I mean, what? Chris Anderson's been awesome. Yeah. <laughs> what a, I, another, I'm like, how does this happen? But it worked out. Um, and, and, but to make those, uh, to, to make these changes and still like have the team kind of believing uh, that they could possibly make a playoff spot. And it's, and they're sitting in a playoff spot right now. But what do you make of that, that turnaround? Yeah. So I'll, I'll talk about Chris Anderson, the sporting director. Um, incredible. It was like a magician the way that he was able to, he inherited so many bad contracts and, financial woes like they had they had sanctions because of previous regimes doing things illegally Matuidi all that stuff like he he had nothing to work with and he he kind of leveraged everything he could to make the team competitive enough and on the other side of that Phil Neville who there was so many kind of you know shots taken at him you only got this because of nepotism you only got this because you're you're friends with David Beckham like whatever whatever He's been phenomenal this year. He benched Gonzalo Higuain early in the season. He, he has found the right way to, to balance challenging his best players. And, like, you listen to him in a press conference, like, you can tell why the kind of the locker room can – you know, you can tell why they're fighting like this. This team has never fought like this. Even on, in his first year, they were making changes last year. But, like, this was a team that if, you, if, if something went wrong, that's it. They're going to fold over. Right. Like, the, the, the culture foundational change that has started with Phil Neville and, and Chris Henderson as well in the front office and everything else that they've done behind the scenes around the club to build out scouting departments and infrastructure, all this stuff. It's, it's, an, it's things that we don't see. They're so crucial. And again, like I, 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 I wrote them off earlier in the season. Like I thought that they were going to take steps in the right direction. I thought Chris Henderson was a phenomenal hire. I wasn't out on, on Phil Neville either. I figured that it was going to be a difficult job for him, just given everything else. And you know, Chris Henderson didn't hire him. When, just think about what you would do if you were a general manager. I want to make the decision. Look, if I'm going to do bad, I want it to be my decision. Go out on my own sword, right? So I, th- those are always difficult, and, and I'm, I'm curious to see how those goes. But they have a really good working relationship. Phil Neville, again, has been awesome the way that he's gotten this team. You know, I, I wish I was talking more about tactics. And this isn't to say that he doesn't do anything tactically. But, like, at a base level, they, they've given this team something that didn't have to fight, which was, you know, resistance. He, again, benched Gonzalo Higuain, but didn't, like, have him go, all right, like, screw you. Like, I'm going to retire at the end of the year. Like, I don't care. Like, right. What, who the hell are you? Like, I've done all this in my career. Like, I don't need this. Like, he kept him within the group, and, like, that is such a fine line, and that doesn't happen in MLS very often. Yeah, and and uh, and it, it didn't hurt that uh, uh, Campana just completely went off. Uh, yeah. And, and uh, you know, uh, either, like, you could you could bench Gonzalo when you have a yeah, player yeah, yeah, like yeah. that who's scoring a bunch of goals for you. So that was uh, uh, great to see. Uh, Paulo Nelson said, love the haircut, haircut Christian. That's why we need more of out here, okay? Thank you, all right? We don't need to, you know, comment on my mustache or lack of mustache. Um, okay, the SKC Fan TV said, are we worried about how clubs will handle attendance when a Messi or Ronaldo comes to town? Attendance? What do you mean? Worried? Are we worried? <laughs> <laughs> they're they're going to be happy. <laughs> what are you talking about, Will? Holding bags of cash? My trip over? Yeah, I think that's what they're going to be worried about. I mean, I, 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 look, it, but, you know... If Messi if Messi does go to, to Miami at some point, it, it's I mean it, it is such a it would be such a groundbreaking uh, uh, and just what like David Beckham did to the league yeah, yeah absolutely I think stadium NYCFC gets a stadium <laughs> when Messi goes to Inter we need Messi to go to Inter Miami immediately and uh, you know and and contact somebody on the uh, MLS <laughs> intranet and let them know. 
<laughs> to get the stadium book because he doesn't <laughs> want to play in uh, Yankee Stadium, City Field, or Rebel Arena. I don't know. So that's um, that's how it's going to work out. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, Justin Freeber said, Christian has Tommy Scoops looking like the friend duo in a 90s rom-com. <laughs> I think the, the jacket, Dude the, look like the hair. <laughs> Bro, it's all Dude, good. I don't know if it's like the... the the Jeffrey Dahmer stuff on Netflix. Not anything of the, the the fashion, the '90s fashion that are in those clubs. Yeah. I, every time, like I'm watching my girlfriend I go like, "Oh, that's a dope shirt." <laughs> oh, she's like, probably getting worried. Like, are you getting ideas of like more fat? You're you're gonna have are more gonna, of these clothes. Are you gonna start saying you're an old soul? You know? <laughs> <laughs> we don't need that, Tom. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, SKC fans, it, it, w- clarifying, saying too many people and small stadiums. Well, maybe do you? It's a good. That's, that's a good problem to have. Yeah, I think. Look, I, do do they? Add seats to stadiums? I don't no. think that. I don't no, think that's like gonna the, happen. There will be games with, like, say, in the NFL stadiums, like Seattle, Charlotte, and Atlanta, like where they can expand to the upper decks. Maybe they will, and like hopefully they will. That'd be yeah. great. But I think that that helped. Even so, even places like Austin that always sell out, like yeah. Messi coming to town, it's only a good thing. And and like I, I like a little bit more scarcity, maybe a little bit more. Like, oh, my gosh, like, I need to be uh, there. It's a hot like, ticket, yeah. yeah. That's so, why, uh, you know, I, I hear it even from uh, LAFC um, uh, or, or comedians in L.A. They're like, oh, I went to an LAFC game. And they're like, yo, this is crazy. And, well, like, they never, I'm like, I didn't know this happened here or whatever. <laughs> um, but sometimes they're like, yo, I can't get tickets. You know anybody? I'm like, this is, this is where I, w- <laughs> now you're coming to me now. You think I know somebody in Los Angeles is going to help you? But that is just the fact that they're asking, yeah. and that it's it, that that sometimes it's a tough t- ticket to get is and only then, a good sign. So you say, yeah, yeah, man, I know somebody. Let me send you the, let me send you a text. StubHub.com. <laughs> I got, I got you, <laughs> my homie, <laughs> StubHub Rodriguez. He got you. He gonna take care of you. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, the oh, wait, there, there were a couple other things in. Uh, so in there was an article from J. Sam Jones about. Uh, what went wrong for a couple teams? This dude is really legitimately hilarious. He's, he's a really funny dude. He's great. Um, and and I know he was mainly focusing on Atlanta United for yeah. a long time. Yeah, I think he maybe he still is. He he also worked for the striker where he's like the right. Atlanta United beat writer. Uh, but we we brought him along as a feature writer right before the pandemic was supposed to. And then he's been doing. I used to do the newsletter. It is one billion percent better than when I did it. I got to say, it was funny. Like what? Like Sam got it. I was like, oh yeah, like that. That that's obvious. So shouts to Jay Sam Jones, and and his article is on uh, MLSsoccer.com uh, as well. But we, let's be, be given that SKC Fan TV is in the chat right now, Sporting Kansas City. What happened? He basically. I'll, I'll just read uh, the 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 headline and just said William William Agata didn't start the year with them, and, and Sporting Kansas City, who who are essentially the 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 pillar of consistency realistically mm-hmm. i mean i know the sounders didn't make uh right. make the playoffs uh for, for the first time in their history and then the mls history but uh, sporting kansas city it, it's been a yeah. it's been difficult and disappointing to watch so a team that pretty much sells out every game mm-hmm. and not pieces together this season yeah it was just you know i guess one year too long plus again like I don't want to sound like I'm making excuses necessarily for, for any team just missing the playoffs or whatever, but they, a DP center forward and a DP number 10 didn't play a minute. I don't know how many teams can really recover from that. Like, right. this is a unique league, and, like, when those two spots you don't get anything from, and through no fault of your own, it's like, you know, Alan Polito has had injury issues, but, like, you can't plan for that, right? So, yeah. Willie Agata has been incredible. Like, so that that's... It's like I don't want to be reductive, and but he's really been insane. Like when they signed him, I was like looking at his profiles, like 
seen some videos. I was like, he's, he just looks like somebody who's going to be a guy for a few months. And who knows? Like, this is he's played. He scored double digits one time, and that was in the Israeli second tier. It's not exactly a feeder league to MLS very right, often. Right, right. Like, <laughs> and dude, like, he's incredible. And he's got vibes, guy. Like, shout out his 100%. vibe. Like, they needed that bad, even more than his goals. They needed I knew. His vibes. I knew he was going to be a legend, and he's going to be a legend when he backflipped on his penalty in the U.S. <laughs> Open Cup against Sacramento, and then they lost. Bro. And people still love them. <laughs> people still love them. Yo, the, the, my favorite highlight, my favorite video of the entire year in MLS was when he scored a goal and sprinted over to Peter Vermees, jumped in his arms. Vermees wanted no part of him jumping into his arms and then gave him a kiss on the cheek. Vermees also didn't want any part of him. I loved it. I could watch that a billion times, man. And he's big, big, genuine smile, like just a fun dude. Oh, my God. You love great. to see it. It was great. No, so we need, we need more of that. Uh, yeah, I, and I think... I think so. Osborne County City are going to be fine yeah. uh, next season. Um, I was worried until we, until what got us. I was like, then I was like, yeah, no, they'll be fine. Right, right. Um, uh, Seattle Sounders. Uh, we saw they 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 lost their game against Sporty Kansas City and uh, miss out on the playoffs. So what is it? Big picture. I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of people uh, writing stories and and <laughs> there's a lot of articles. But big picture. The what does this mean really for the, for the Sounders? I mean, as someone who is not a Sounders fan, I'm like, all right, well, don't stop crying, guys. I mean, <laughs> you, you won CCL. I mean, there, there should be a lot of a uh, uh, pride for this season. But in in uh, in uh, in the article, um, uh, J. Sam Jones points out Jao Paulo yeah. uh, uh, missing season, and I and I think he got hurt in the final uh, for the CCL final, and it. it I guess it just simply feels like he was the crux of the team and and they just couldn't recover from it. They still should have had enough to make the playoffs, to be fair. But again, like the season is a success. They were the first team to ever win CCL from MLS. Um, they'll If there is a Club World Cup, they'll be there. Like, it's awesome. I do remember watching that final. I think they were already up one no. Like, it felt pretty good that they were going to win. I know we've been hurt before. I know that we've gotten our hopes up before. But it felt pretty good that they were going to win. And when, when Jao Paulo went down and the camera panned to him at non-contact injury, you know, kind of... Yeah. No, we're not doctors, but it, you've seen that enough, and it's like, oh man, I really hope this isn't what we think it is. And I, I remember sitting there thinking, am I gonna? Are we gonna be looking back on this in six months, thinking like, wow, that's kind of where their MLS season went awry? And I wasn't thinking that they're gonna miss the playoffs. I was thinking, oh, like maybe they won't be MLS Cup contenders. Yeah. So it is really crazy that this is falling. Like he's such a great player, but again, they had enough. They had enough depth, and they, even a 16 year old is stepping up in the midfield. And why, why am I blanking on his name? Obed Vargas. Yeah. And then he got hurt too, and like. You shouldn't be relying on a 16-year-old as like, oh, like if he was healthy, we would have been fine. So I don't know, man. Like I still think that they should have had enough. They have enough in-prime talent and like end-of-prime talent that it shouldn't have mattered. And seven teams out of 14 make the playoffs in both conferences. So I don't know. I, I, I think, it's still a success. It's still a success. Yeah, I don't care. In a season of so many highs, I mean, winning CCL uh, was big. But that, to me, got overshadowed by... Knew who's scoring his first goal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you need to get Sam Station <laughs> because what? There was nothing bigger than that, dude. Everybody <laughs> lost their minds uh, when he scored. But no, uh, I don't feel bad for Seattle. Constantly in MLS Cup Finals, <laughs> you know, I went to the first MLS Cup Final I went to uh, was in in Toronto okay. when they won okay. uh, in twenty sixteen. Uh, yeah. Wow! And look at, that. look at the bona fides and. It was the coldest I had ever been <laughs> in my life, and and that's when I um, we met Drew Carey. That's awesome. He was because one of the owners, yeah. and, I, and we were like, "Hey, Drew, like, I'm a, we're comedians," and he's like, "What are you doing here?" Like, <laughs> literally could not understand. And, then you, and you guys were like, "What the hell are you doing here?" <laughs> it was wild. Okay, 
Uh, any other ones that stand out? Uh, I mean, look, there were, uh, you know, San Jose. I mean, Oof. just San Jose is all, you know, they got a, a lot to figure out. Um, the Revs is an interesting one because they, they, uh, I mean, they were so incredibly bad after winning um, Supporter Shield yeah. last season. Is uh, anything that stood out to you uh, of what, I mean, honestly, losing Matt Turner, losing Tejan Buchanan, um, but. Buxa, yeah, I, I guess because they just not find goals. Yeah, and like injuries at the wrong time. Like when I kept thinking that they were going to make their run in the summer, it's like, all right, like this team has too much talent. Carlos Hill, like there was a couple games where like I kept joking that like the attack was like Carlos Hill and the boys because it was like third string dudes around him because the starters and the backups were all hurt and they were still getting results because Carlos Hill is just insanely talented. Okay. I don't know what happened. Like the, the, the entire defense took a step back except for Georgie Petrovich coming in for Matt Turner. So I thought he was going to be the most difficult to replace. Somehow they, they did, which is incredible. He's I'm right now, you know, voting him second for goalkeeper of the year. It's, it's incredible that they were yeah, able to he's, do that. He's been, he's been incredible. Um, and, but uh, Tejan Buchanan, because not to get too MLS nerdy, he was um, on a generation Adidas contract, which means he's, he doesn't count against the cap. You cannot replace a best 11 player who doesn't count against the cap, right? right? Like, with just value for value, that's difficult. But then all the like, players are injured. And Giacomo Veroni, who came in for Buxa, was hurt. Gustavo Bo was hurt. Ismael Tujori Trotti, they traded for him, and he didn't play a minute because he was hurt. Like, all that added up, and they just never, like, the defense The defense took a step back as it was, and then attacking injuries. Okay. Um, all right. So let's wrap up with... Um, Oh, so I mentioned we're, we have to talk about the uh, NWSL yep. uh, a, a bit and the uh, Yates report. Um, you know, I, I, I read some of it and then I went through, you know, it's awful. It's awful. Read, um, you know, go to uh, The Athletic and It's Meg Linehan yep. and, and uh, at Thrace. Uh, there's a lot of people doing yeah. uh, uh, incredible coverage on it. But the, the I mean, look, if, and if you do not know the the... But the, the story, I mean, last year we talked about it, uh, obviously, with, with the news about uh, coaches being involved in, in just uh, uh, coercion, sexual coercion. It's just all gross, gross stuff. But I think this particular report, I think, highlighted a lot of, like, uh, kind of uh, systemic problems yeah. that, that I think we were not aware of. And there's a lot of, like, you know... Who knew this? And and we don't we don't know everything. But and and this is I think kind of just scratching the surface of mm-hmm. it. Um, but the the interesting thing here is at least I, what what I want to talk about is the, the the sort of the systemic problems. Uh, and so you grew up playing soccer, right? Mm-hmm. I did not. I I got into it. I I played FIFA, right? And, <laughs> and it's it, it's a it's a lot safer. I'll say that. <laughs> the the so. So I didn't grow up around a culture of yeah. being coached and somebody like, you know, I, yeah, I played sports in school and stuff like that, but I didn't grow up around in any serious, um, you know, environment where coaches were yelling at me mm-hmm. or angry with me mm-hmm. or anything of the sort. But once once it gets to a point, uh, you know, even at a, at a young age, like organized soccer, there's, there's some stakes, right? There's either, yeah. uh, you know, parents that want their kids to succeed or if they, if a coach says like, oh, I think, uh, uh, you, you know, your son or daughter has real potential, then it, it adds this level of uh, of weight to every uh, to to the sport. Yeah. And this is what it felt like reading this report, where it felt like the 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 players in NWSL were sort of were being treated um, like you know, I mean, it was just this. There's no other word besides abuse, right? Yeah. It's just like 
it's like trying to find the line uh, between what's a what's a coach, what's a good coach telling you, like telling you something and criticizing you to get the best out of you, and then when does it cross the line to just straight up absolute abuse and disrespect and, and things like that. So that's that's kind of yeah. what what was my biggest takeaway. Where it, it's hard to say, and this happens probably in, in boys and girls soccer, mm-hmm. men's and women's, but. As someone who grew up playing, is this uh, uh, something that either that you've experienced about like, oh, you know, that criticism went a little too far? Yeah, I mean, like, and and just even first going specifically on the NWSL stuff, it just sucks. Like, it's so disheartening. It's so sad that there's, you know, so many, that the culture just existed that so many people thought this was okay. Like, oh, like the, the power dynamics and stuff. It's just so gross and just... I don't know. It, it hurts to read. You have to push yourself to read through it. You can't become desensitized to right. it. All that stuff, of course. Um, but yeah, going general, like that's obviously black and white. Like all, all of that stuff, is gross, disgusting. The it is an interesting kind of theme that, that you pick up on, and like the, what's the gray area of like the criticism and the yelling, like stuff like that. It's like all right, like how much is too much? Like what? Like what's coaching? What's pushing players to get better? Like I struggle with that in in all all walks of life. You think you even think of the internal stuff you do to yourself, like. Oh, like need to get to the gym. Oh, I need to work harder. And then it's like, all right, when, when you know how to find the balance. And, and yeah, like growing up, I had a, obviously a bunch of different coaches, college, like high school, like every different kinds in on all walks of life. One of my favorite ones was the most abusive. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> not like, like like his style was yelling. And he was, you know, sometimes you think that he might cross the line, and, and the other times, he, like it. And he was a, a product of like the seventies, of where like that's all you did. Like my co- my first college coach was a legend at, at, at my school and he but he was it was his last year he was he, he retired after our freshman year I'm hearing even from guys that are on the team that were there two three years earlier was like yeah if if something happened we'd just go run in the woods like that's what oh, that, that, was, that, that was preseason <laughs> training and right, then it'd right, be right. like hey pick up that log and like go run with it and it's like these were these were things that were just like normal in whatever yeah, 20, yeah. 30 that's years why ago. you became a navy seal <laughs> right <laughs> like all this it's just yeah so, and like I don't I don't have Nobody has an it like these grayers. It, it's all so so awful and so difficult. It's just it, yeah. Dip, it, it's a know. you know look. I I would say um, it's a it's a thing probably in men's soccer that men are probably just used to it or used <laughs> to not saying anything yeah. or or not maybe not being certain like was this something that went too far yeah. or whatever like you carrying a log to me seems pretty funny. <laughs> I mean that seems funny. I mean I maybe there was like some lesson behind it, but. Um, it, it, it's a look. W- I think we we know that line when of like this is yeah. uh, you know yeah maybe it might have been a, a bit aggressive but we understand like all right yeah you carried a log it's not the end of the world but I, it, anything that goes to to uh, racism or sexism yeah, or course. something like that or, or being homophobic or whatever and but but to hear that there were coaches in NWSL regularly doing this That's is awful. is unbelievable like i mean it, it's and, and it's just, incomprehensible it, it, it's a thing uh, like i read there's a there's a great book called um the national team uh by caitlin murray i read it uh maybe like two years ago and there were uh, a lot of uh quotes from former u.s women's national team players talking about the the previous leagues before nwsl and how they dealt i i don't think there were specific uh, in in that book, there weren't specific issues about um, 
uh, harassment or assault mm-hmm. or anything like that. But they there were about just the kind of the treatment of the players and and the the, the training facilities that they had to use. And and like, we've all heard the gross stories and mm-hmm. uh, uh, of some of the places that they they had to train and play. And one of the things, and this is what I took from the Yates report, was that there were there were some players that didn't. They, they, there wasn't an environment to be able to say anything because there was a a, a fear of either a, 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 a repercussion mm-hmm. uh, a, a, a against them or that it would actually hurt the league and make the league look bad. So and and I've seen this from like Julie Foudy say this where they they didn't want to publicly criticize the league because they were worried that the league would fold entirely and they would almost have to live with that guilt of destroying yeah. something that that everyone tried to build and so that's I, I say that to say that you know I, I I have a lot of respect and admiration for NWSL players because th- this is in their minds mm-hmm. right I mean you, when you see those those specifics about uh, about players uh, um, you know trying to say something and, and there's like the, a, a weird like gaslighting environment where it was like a, a coach would, I saw this from um, Michelle Betos, the Gotham FC goalkeeper, mm-hmm. where she said that the a coach would preemptively say something negative about a player that he was targeting to do like whatever. Even that player would he would criticize the player, and then when the player would be like, "Hey, I think you went, you crossed the line," so then the rest of the team was like, uh, you know. Use they would be have a biased opinion of that player because the coach already said that Ugh. this player is problematic or the player has an issue or whatever, and that kind of stuff. It's just from a logical like work environment, yeah. workplace stuff. It's horrifying that 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 stuff that there's there, there wasn't that oversight, and it, it just says a, a a lot about you know this sport really in the U.S. is like in its infancy, yeah. and then when it comes to women's soccer, it's still. It, we're still at the foundation of it and, yeah. and figuring out the basics. And a lot of that stuff is not, uh, it, it's, you know, people are doing the work to like kind of uh, uh, set up that, uh, get that stuff into place. But it's, like you said, it's disheartening that it wasn't already there, but there's, a, it's, it's so, it's troubling, it's complicated. Uh, but again, just a, a massive amount of respect for the players that did yeah. come forward. Yeah, it's really awesome. It's really brave. Like it's it just, the, the power dynamics and, again, the people who are supposed to be leaders and that you're trusting with your career, with your well-being in a lot of these cases because of how, like, many lines are crossed, it's just, it's awful. It's, I, I wish I had something deeper to say. I wish I had something more illuminating. Uh, but just the power dynamics and, you know, I, th- I try to think about it myself. Like, you, you, you're from from six, seven years old. You trust the coach, all that crap. Like, don't speak back, all that, all that yeah. nonsense. Like, they were powerless. Like the, the power dynamics and the people that you're supposed to be trusting that, that make you a coach, a teacher, like manage all these things that are supposed to uplift you that were holding you down is just, uh, it's again, it, it's incomprehensible to yeah. think about and such a widespread. Yeah, and I think it's it, you know it, it's interesting because even the the position that we're in, right? I, I have you been to like a, a United Soccer Coaches conference no. or everything like that? But it, the, I, I've gone to three, nice. and and it's a it's a fascinating world. It's yeah. its own world, and and I, I say this to say like you know I'm, I I know there's plenty of of people who play soccer, people who coach soccer that listen to this show. It's like. I, I would hope the obvious is like to not do these <laughs> awful things, but but more than that, I think maybe the the 
the culture of of coaching, especially in soccer, is maybe that maybe we don't need more Bobby Knights. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, 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 can we maybe get past that? More Jim Curtains is what we need. J- Jim Curtains, you know, uh, uh, what, what, who's the uh, uh, Phil Jackson? Wasn't he super zen? Phil Jackson? Mm-hmm. For, like, I don't I'm know. Just, I, I'm, I'm a Knicks fan. <laughs> his last his lasting memory was being an awful GM. So, <laughs> so, um, so maybe that that's the 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 maybe point to take as far as like if you are involved in coaching in 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 soccer at, at any part of the world or whatever because we know uh you know i've, I've you know it's like cheesy but it's like the game this game can like change people's lives yeah. and it and it and it brings so much joy to so many people so when you hear uh stuff like this and when you hear that it's like so commonplace and so systemic and then even on top of that, when people try to point it out and, and, and report it to mm-hmm. the, 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 the proper channels and that nothing gets done, that, that is when you start seeing like people are protecting the institution before yeah. the actual players. And that's when, like, that's when that, we cannot do that. that yeah. There's no other word for it. Okay. Um, all right. So we'll wrap up there. Thank you, that's everybody. For nice and nice. <laughs> Serious, uh, serious note, but no, uh, you know, it, all that stuff had to be said anyway. Um, yeah. uh, Morgan Tenza says, should me and Alexis do a live show from London to even this out? Oh, that's right. Morgan is in uh, uh, London, Wembley, yeah. Wembley for she's going to be taking photographs uh, uh, at the game. So shout out, shout out to uh, uh, to Morgan and Alexis are going to be there. Um, go ahead, Morgan. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Start not going to produce it. Start a competing show. <laughs> and let's go head to head. But no, that would be entertaining. Go for it. Um, all right. Uh, anything else before we go, everybody? Uh, let me know. But uh, Tom Boger, thank you so much uh, for joining us, man. Anything you want to make sure you uh, plug and let people know about before we go? No, man. Thanks for having me. You guys are, I love you guys. It's always great fun. It's honored to honor to drive up from Central Jersey to be here. All right. Board. So, uh, yeah, just Twitter, Tom Boger. That's it. Make sure that you guys... Obviously, if you're watching this, you're following you guys. That's love watching you guys succeed. Uh, thank you so much, Tom. Uh, you know, uh, you know, maybe we'll toss you a scoop one day. Who knows? <laughs> the one, the, the we, the stadium. Whenever the stadium, comes. <laughs> who knows? We got, we did, we delivered one. Yeah, yeah, scoop. All right, CJ Sapong. Yeah. Speaking of Nashville, when CJ Sapong uh, signed for uh, Nashville SC, uh, we. Drop that news. Yeah, I remember. And yo, it pissed off everybody in MLS. <laughs> They're like, yo, why do they know this? What's going on? Bro, can't I can't reveal my sources. Okay. <laughs> it was, you know, an internal White House staffer. <laughs> okay. Um uh, Robin Seguini says Central Jersey does exist. Thank you very much. <laughs> are, are you I'm a living proof? Are you a pro Central Jersey? Yeah, I grew up there. I'm, I'm living there again now. Mile from the beach. That's what it is. It's Central Jersey. Okay, I'm Look, behind this hill. I have no dog in this fight. <laughs> I, you know, get rid of the state if it was me. Okay, okay. I live there now. I live there. Uh, all right, uh, y'all, the absolute best. Uh, Easy cooligans, buddy. There it is. Um, I, I didn't get the speaker working, but. That button is uh, Papi, uh, Levitar's yeah, dad. I'm, uh, I'm a huge Levitar. <laughs> when you when that news came out, by the way, I was like, I did a fist bump in my living room. I was like, dude, like that's, I've been listening to that show for like eight years. I love Levitar. Chris Whittingham. I'm good friends with him now. Like you guys being there, Grant Wall being there, it makes me happy. It's dude, incredible. Thank you. Yeah, and and to say, I'll say that the, everybody at the, and the Levitar uh, family at, at Metal Arc has been unbelievably supportive, super kind. Awesome. Uh, like it, it, look, as far as just getting. 
help, support, resources. Furniture. Furniture. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Whittingham brought this in here. Uh, <laughs> I also have this this one. You can't hear it, but this is uh, Chris Whittingham saying it hit him in the penis. It hit him in the penis. <laughs> I've talked to him so much about that. It's, it's like I didn't know that I was just going to be the penis guy. Now. I wish I, I well, whatever. I'll fix the audio next week for. Uh, I can, these are two things that I can know intrinsically. So that worked out. I was a perfect <laughs> guess for it not working. All good. Uh, all right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, a, a reminder, please check out our interview with uh, Tom Davies. Not Tom, but Tom, <laughs> Tom Davies of Everton Football Club, who also has a he had a pretty good mustache for a while, too. I don't know if you saw him. He has a good one. Anyway, um, it's on our YouTube channel right now, and uh, you can listen to it on the podcast. So make sure you listen to that. If you're if you're an Everton fan, if you're a Liber- if, especially if you're a Liverpool fan, uh, it's, no seriously, Tom is uh, super super funny. We had a great great conversation with him, uh, and honestly, it's like. It's not easy to get a Premier League player on the show, I'll be yeah, honest. So. What a get. That was a great get. <laughs> so uh, please, please listen to it because I, I, I know, uh, you know, everybody at, at the club will be uh, grateful. All right. Uh, we will see you next week. Alexis will be back here next week. We also have some pretty fun news uh, that we'll, we will be dropping next week. So make sure you tune in for that. The Cooligans to the moon, baby. All right, everybody. Peace. An official message from Medicare. A new law is helping me save more money on prescription drug costs. Maybe you can save too. With Medicare's Extra Help program, my premium is zero and my out-of-pocket costs are low. Who should apply? Single people making less than $23,000 a year or married couples who make less than $31,000 a year. Even if you don't think you qualify, it pays to find out. Go to ssa.gov extrahelp Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services.